Welcome to another tapestry here on Affinity Extra. Be extra. How are you? Hope you're well. And that you have continued to choose to stand on the promises of God. So, yep. As we're coming to the end of February, what what happened, eh? What happened? Um, let's continue to acknowledge the fact that we're here to see it. And so in that light of that, uh, we'll play some great music for you. Great conversation here on Tapestry uh, across Affinity Extra, B Extra. And we'll continue the vibe of playing the music. And then I'll tell you who I've got as the guest for this week. After we have this from KOFI. Armour. As I said, it's Nikki Tapper here with you on Tapestry here on Affinity Extra. Put on that armour of God, everybody. You know you need it. Get to the York. Blood pour down your spirit like the dew in the morning. There's no stalling. I had to wear my armor when I answered the calling. There's no stopping. Stop. Blood pour down your spirit like the dew in the morning. There's no stalling. Stop. Now you had to wear my armor. So, so many hate on the kid, but so many love what he did. The devil had me locked up, Christ came and I did. Holy, holy Ghost flow when I spit like, how did they come down to this? Because me, I was trapped in the ditch. Lost in sin when Christ came, he gave me the armor, how you mean? Because life no be cool like ice cream. So, me, I got the sword, got the belt and the breastplate on it. See a sermon, I just press play on it. Show the face that the devil ain't on it. Salvation helmet like a girl, them on it. Gospel shoes and the breastplate. On. See your sermon, I just press play on. Show the face that the devil ain't on. I had to wear my armor. Holy, holy Ghost by my side. And Christ is my ride or die. It's never by power or might. It's only by faith, not sight. Cause these days the devil won't try. He must be calling for me. Cause now I got my calling on me. See, old life boring to me. Girl, I'm following my calling. You see, so you better not be falling for falling for me. You better not fall. Girl, I'm trying to be like Peter and Paul. Hold on, better, better, better answer your calling. Pick up the armor of God. Them know I stand tall. I ain't. You better not fall. Girl, I'm trying to be like Peter and Paul. Hold on, better, better answer your calling. Pick up the armor of God. The armor of God. You got the sword, get the belt and the breastplate. See your sermon, I just press play on it. Show the face that the devil ain't on it. Salvation helmet, like a girl, them on it. Gospel shoes and the breastplate on. See your sermon, I just press play on. Show the face that the devil ain't on. I had to wear my armor. armor. See the devil really tried me, tried me. I told him get deep behind me. A couple people never lie. Invisible enemies never harm me. When I'm going to the fire, go ask your mother, your brother, and your auntie. That means when I walk to the valley, I'm only with the Freeman army. Got the sword, got the belt, and the breastplate. See your sermon, I just press play. Share the face of the devil ain't. Salvation helmet like a girl, them. Gospel shoes and the breastplate. See your sermon, I just press play. Share the face of the devil ain't. Me, I to woman. Me, I to woman. Got the sword, got the belt, and the. To your thumb and not 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 your thumb. Breastplate on it. That's what it 
talking about armor with that track well k-o-f-i kofi with armor breast am i saying that right breastplate on it put on your armor walk with your sword shod your feet with um shodding your feet we thought what you shod on your feet we walk with the breastplate on we put the helmet salvation on we walk with the sword put on the breastplate shodding your feet um, I'm, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. But either way, just make sure you put the armor on. The key one in all of it as well is make sure you're praying. Because if you you can't do this thing without praying, you cannot do it without praying. Um, so yeah, the guest for this week. I'm really pleased to say that I'm going to be speaking to Rob Taylor, um, who has been um, instrumental in kind of a radical sometimes approach to Christianity, um, social injustice, uh, and really kind of putting it out there, finding out what he's all about. Um, after we have a couple more tracks and then this one um, I just kind of discovered this album a few weeks back and I was like eh, eh, heard it um, when I heard Patti LaBelle's voice over it and then Snoop Dogg I'm like oh so my brother has been presenting and bringing the gospel for a couple of years now so from his album that came out 2018 Snoop Dogg presents Bible of Love this is Patti LaBelle with her version of I Shall Wear a Crown when it's all over. I shall wear it. Yeah. 
the power in that Patti LaBelle's voice. Oh my gosh, amazing version of this. All over from Snoop Dogg's album, Snoop Dogg Presents Bible of Love. Okay. Shall wear a crown. Affinity Extra. Be Extra. Yes, Affinity Extra. Be Extra. Here for you on my show, Tapestry. If you're new to the show, this is where I play a mix of music and chat. Get to talk to people who are um, ordinary people doing extraordinary things or just extraordinary people doing extraordinary things because of their faith in Jesus. And my guest today is a a dear friend of mine who, in fact, I think it's been about 20 odd years or so that we've been friends um, or at least been in each other's faces in some shape or form. And what I love about this gentleman is you may not speak to him for months, even years, but when you do, you're like, gosh, I could have swore I spoke to him last week as well. Um, Very, very much so. There he is coming in. Um, uh, Has been around, I I kind of would say, I'm not going to say alternative approach to faith. But realising that the Christian faith cannot get played out in the traditional norms because of the nature of how we are as a society and as a people, a community, but loves to express his faith through music, through spoken word um, and encouraging people from all backgrounds to get involved in it in some shape or form. So I'm really pleased to have here on Tapestry, dear Rob Taylor. Hello, Rob. Nikki T. It's wonderful to be back. And we met up for the first time in years, didn't we? We um, did. And, and, it, and at, it did. a little coffee shop. It did, a little coffee shop. And it felt like we'd been... An no. equal shop with equal coffee and everything. <laughs> um, but Rob, it gets lovely to get to speak to you in, in this way. Um, and Thank a question you. I put to everybody when I have them on is, who are they? So who is Rob Taylor? Oh, man. Um, yeah, Rob Taylor's increasingly confused about life. No, it's not really. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been around um, church, Christian music, social action, working with faith communities, organisations inspired to put their beliefs into practice um, across the broad range and tapestry of the, of the church for quite some time. And um, like you say, it's it's something I come back to. I you you your faith journey changes, you change. Um, you can see that in you know the letters in the New Testament with churches and and what was going on. So um, I'm not sure whether you uh, you and I know this um, story, Nikki. I'm not sure whether we seek to stay fresh whether life drags you alone <laughs> along and you have to keep you have to keep fresh otherwise you kind of go i think i've left my anchor points behind a while back <laughs> i wonder what that means oh. um, the, the journey and sojourn and pilgrimage are the strong motifs of of the people of god rather than this is where i'm going to put my flag and this is what i'm defending and there, there you go. Yeah, it, it is. Even it though is, there are time as truth. In yeah, exactly. That. And uh, and that's the joy, to a degree, of the faith. And and you rightly mentioned there, 
joy joy Paul said it in Philippians again I say rejoice and he was banged up and battered and bruised and and still yeah. had had a love for the Lord in a way that most people go you are off your trolley but for you yeah. then tell us a little bit about where you grew up whereabouts um you know were you from a well, large I'm, family I'm a Birmingham I'm a Birmingham boy Robbie lad in, yes, I, yes I grew up in a nice bit over it warmly in Sutton Coalfield and went to Bishop Breezy's Grammar School. I'm never quite sure how I got into Bishop Breezy's Grammar School. Um, so my dad was from Small Heath, St. Benedict's Road, left left school when he was 14, 15, did an apprenticeship, ended up as a lecturer at the old, old, old Matthew Bolton Technical College, which actually was on her street and overlooked the building of New Street Station. It's a right rackety old building. Now it's in its third location, I think. My mum was born in Liverpool, um, but her grandparents came over from the beautiful island of Kefalonia in the Ionian Sea. So they were Greek, so she was baptised in the Greek cathedral. My mum's philosophy on life used to be, darling, in, in England, you, you drive on the left. And in Athens, they drive on the right. But in Kefalonia, we drive in the shade. And I like that. <laughs> that's, that's like, what? Oh, my gosh. What? There you go. So what, what's it like being of mixed heritage then, in that sense? You know, the British and the Greek coming together. Or the English well, and the Greek, I'd say. Well, they got they got a lot of jip in Liverpool because their surname was Halikiopoulos. So you did tend to stand out a little bit. Um, and yeah, I know, I know. Because it was connected with the docks. That, that's the reason they came over when, when Liverpool had docks. Um, and, and visually, they did look a bit different. But I, I mean, obviously, they were white. Um, but some of my mum's brothers got beaten up by Mosley's black shirts in, or they attempted to beat him up, apparently. That's the family myth in London, because he looked Jewish. Um, but yeah, there was an awareness of growing up with a mixed heritage. They would have been called economic migrants rather than immigrants back then, because the language changes. They found a real acceptance among the working class people in Liverpool, though, which is interesting, and in Cardiff when they moved there. Um, but they, but I also came, so my dad was very working class. My mum's my mum's family go back to Greek aristocracy way, 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 way back. One of the relatives traced the family line. So you've got this mix of culture and of class as well. Um, and how did that and, impact um, on, how was that for you though? You know, are you, have you got other siblings? Were you a talkative no, child? No, I was it. You were the only, so you're an only child in this mixed heritage um, family. And the reason why I wanted to, to, I'm not stressing on it, but point that out is again to just educate everyone because every time they people think of mixed race or mixed, which I struggle with because we are part of one human race, yeah. um, they think yeah. black and white. And yeah. I just wanted yeah. to, to highlight that there's African, there's mixed, even in African, there's Nigerians who marry Ghanaians, there's Jamaicans who marry people from, you know, St. Lucia. Um, yeah. That's what you call a mixed relationship. And so you being the only child of that mixed heritage being brought up here in in Birmingham what were you like when you were at school even you know there you were like you said you can't believe you got into a grammar school but you got into a grammar school you know going through teenage years was Rob a, a quiet child were you yeah introvert Mr introvert me um, no way and, 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 until I until I found my feet sharp until I found my 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 um I, I found my feet as a, a cross-country runner and um eventually became the school cross-country captain and then when I became a Christian I ended up leading Christian Union 
And suddenly I found an identity and a, a voice and something to stand up for and blah, blah, blah. But otherwise I would have been quite quite shy and quiet. And I think I did get picked on because I looked a bit different. It's, it's not as obvious as skin colour. And I appreciate that, you know, people get that, you know, and, and, and tell horrendous stories. Yes. My, mine was a lower grade kind of people pick on you because you look a bit funny. There was nothing in my name that gave it away. But you um, just were, you just were odd. You were Careful. just hard. No, but I mean, no, you just looked, whatever it Who was. Who paid it... for your cup of tea in a bun? I don't, I don't seem to remember the moths coming out of your purse. No. They're, still, they're, they're deeply, they're embedded, love. They're embedded. I think, but... I think I became aware of it as I was older, actually. And I came across a book that Scripture Union of all people, when they, when they published books, and it was Culture, Class and Christian Belief. And as I read it, I kind of went, oh, that's part of me. I, th- I could see the culture clashes there. And then as I became more aware of, you know, t- classics, you know, my mum's my generation, a little bit like the Windrush generation, wanted to fit in, didn't make a big thing of their culture. Yes. Or they didn't anyway. I'm not saying that was that was for everybody. And then suddenly you begin to become interested in that and um, and kind of go, oh, no, that is part of me, the way, the way I think about life and the way that things are. So, yeah, it's a, it's a mishmash, isn't it? It's... it's um, an individual journey for everybody. And when you, you know, there you are then on the journey, you've discovered that there's something around faith. What was it then that brought you or caused you to accept Christ and then get involved in, you could say, the social action beginnings, you know, being part of Christian Union? Well, we had a, we had a, we had a nutty evangelical type of teacher at school who, 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 um, and he was involved with the cross-country team, so you'd have all these discussions and people would make fun of him and all that kind of stuff. But he always seemed to be able to, not have a smart answer, but give an account of why he believed what he believed and what it meant to him. And I remember walking out one December night after a cross-country practice, pitch black, clear sky, stars in the sky, and I looked up and I kind of went, I'm not alone. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an intellectual thing, it wasn't a logical thing. It's that deep sense of connectedness that there was someone there. And that began, you know, a, a, a journey into faith. And then you kind of wonder what that's all about. And you need to find your feet and all that kind of thing, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then later, because I've always been a reader, that's the Greek side, you know, like knowledge, like wisdom, like reading stuff. I began to come across voices that I didn't hear in a lot of the church that were very much talking about, the social impact of the of the teaching of Jesus. It wasn't the gospel of salvation, it was the gospel of the kingdom, and the kingdom was all these things. So Anabaptists and Mennonites, um, I came across a lot of the slave writings, you know, that many of the, the uprisings in America against slavery had happened from the churches, come out of the churches. You kind of what's all that about then? You know, and you begin to realise that this thing about what sets you free and flows out to you begins to challenge the structures and sets people free in different ways. So it was all that. I, I never saw, I never kind of, well, that's evangelism and that's social action. You kind of go, well, I can't do, you can't do one without the other. It just doesn't make any sense. Yes, so. yeah. And because that's what Christ, in that sense, really called us to do. And, and, and in these times that we're in now, um, when you, you're looking back a little bit on your life and seeing that the desire to not separate social action, evangelism, um, having this personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. Are you? Do you have some sense of optimism about how the Christian message can be shared? Um, 
I get the feeling that we're we're in a we're in a big and have been for a while a big kind of transition, and I know that's been labelled in different ways. Um, but there are there are theologians and thinkers and you know historians who kind of go every now and again the church goes through a pivot thing that what it's taken for granted gets shaken and something new comes out of that. Um, and I, you know, it's personified in some of what's happening in America because it's so extreme and polarized and politicized. And you kind of go, I just don't, I can't, I can't figure this out. People's behavior and attitudes and beliefs next to the first century church and what they were doing. Um, so I think there's a fresh discovery mm. of, of scripture um, that that says, you know, that there have been faithful followers of Jesus for about. 1700 years before the current lot, this current lot arrived with our traditions and Western interpretations. You kind of go, many of those wouldn't recognize our faith and we wouldn't recognize theirs. Yes, yes. But there's something, yeah, so I think that there's something that doesn't go away, does it? When, when, when you think you've had enough, something draws you back. Yeah. And it's that, it's that, it's what did Paul say? I, I now, you know, reach out to take hold of that for which God has taken hold of me. And sometimes you're going to go, yeah, I can't get rid of God, can I really? So <laughs> I, I tried several times. Um, it's time to yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to grasp to embrace that. So and, and that's, that's a very bad explanation. No, no, thing, it, no. But it, it's just you know, again, <laughs> you know, those listening, all of us, you know, just again another way to to look at really what we are and, and recognize that yeah, we aren't unique to our time. We're unique to our time, but not in the journey of of faith that so many have been on before us. Uh, I'm going to mm. take a I'm going to take a break for some music and then we'll come back. I want to talk to you then about your own career. What what then happened where you you stuck around Christian music and sharing your faith in the way that you have done, you know, bringing out independent having your own company, record labels, groups, singing and what you're currently doing. So I'm yeah. here on the Tapestry Rob Taylor is my guest and um, we're going to continue with some music here from called out music i think he got his mobo didn't he last last year but i really love his version of who did rob can you remember who did shout to the lord originally was it was it tim hughes or darlene check one of them anyway oh, gosh. it was one of them i i bow to your oh i just <laughs> No, no, well, I do. Either way, this is a lovely version of a very popular, well-known oh, hymn. Oh, that was like you've started a little bit too quick for me. Let's rewind and come again. Here we go. Oh, oh, yeah. Shout to the Lord. Hold that music. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, yeah, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter. Tower of refuge and strength, let every breath, all oh, that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. 
version of shout to the lord here on tapestry affinity extra b extra many thanks to my guest rob taylor who joins me we're in the middle of our conversation and uh, rob you were saying there just before we had some music about um just how we can see our faith in these times and that actually we need to be optimistic about the fact that we're unique to the current time that we're in but there were many that went before us but let me turn to you now in just terms of your career. So we've heard you're into cross-country running. You had a, a, a dodgy, a, not a dodgy, I'm going to say a dodgy, a, a very enthusiastic evangelical teacher that would talk about God. And, no, he wasn't dodgy. Okay. No, 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 definitely not dodgy. Not dodgy. But just talk about his faith and share it. Uh, and then you get involved in Christian Union. So you're in now, coming into your 20s. Did uni play a part? Um, you know, yeah, what, there, was a, there was a place in Birmingham called the Jesus Centre, which doesn't exist anymore. It became Cornerstone House. That was um, a Christian alternative to the pubs and clubs. And I used to go there as a, you know, sixth former to help kind of decorate it out and what have you. And, and we had the best of contemporary Christian music at that point. So we had Larry Norman there. We had um, you know, a whole a whole load of folk, Jamie Owens or Jamie Collins Owens from the States. And the Jesus Centre would sponsor um, gospel uh, concerts when the Odeon uh, in Birmingham used to be one big auditorium. So we did Jesse Dixon, we did Andre Crouch, we did Leon Patillo, we did Sheila Walsh, and Steve Taylor. I mean, some of these people I hadn't heard of, some of them obviously had. Um, and so I'd, and I, I would help out with the stage management or the, the crew and hauling gear around and what, and what have you. Um, so that's, that, that was where that began. Then moved, moved to do a psychology degree, which is completely useless. Uh, or maybe I was useless because I, I, I was very heavily involved with the church, the the, the the church came out of the Youth for Christ work. It's congregational people, young people who didn't fit anywhere else in the dockyard, from the estates, students, people who just didn't fit. Um, and the worship leader there was a young man called uh, Noel Richards. Um, so wow. Noel, and I sh- Noel and I shared a flat together until he got married. Um, so, yeah, and that, the Youth for Christ work kind of folded down and it, it all became part of this you know this this kind. So I got a taste of 
oh yeah rad, you know cliche radical christian living community mm. taking the values of the bible seriously it wasn't about racking up mental beliefs to become a bigoted whatever you could argue his position on everything but it completely you know swallowed the camel and strained out the nap type of thing it was about and that began to call on the more um, radical non-conformist traditions within within the church so that was that was a big thing came back to birmingham kind of found my feet there um a little bit um but yeah i've always been involved with you know with, with i was involved with house churches and charismatic churches wow. and you know i mean they've all got their you know tales of woe as much as anything else and then got involved with the stage management when Desmond Tutu came to the city. Oh, oh um, now tell me about this because I do think this is this is so <laughs> fascinating. I mean, you know, he was a, such a charismatic, yeah. warm gentleman. I, I, you know, I I think I glimpsed him once. Um, but you working with this, tell us what that was like working with the late Bishop, Bishop Tutu. Well, it, it was a little bit of a whirlwind. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we worked with most of the black majority churches. Um, it was what they were called then, we call them now. Um, so, you know, it, it was a time when, you know, the Majestics were coming out of Highgate, New Testament um, in Highgate, and there was other things happening. Shiloh Singers, um, uh, ben Akafor, the reggae artist, Christian guy. So we 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 kind of were working with all that, and then and then the bish, as we'd say, bish, stand on that cross, stand on that on that on that marker on the stage. I can't get too far forward. I can't quite see what you say. I oh, know, stand there, it's fine. <laughs> um, so he was lovely and very short. Um, I have no idea what that's got to do with anything. Um, but the on it, it was a little bit of a whirlwind because obviously there was an entourage around and there was a bit of tension. Local authority didn't want him to come. Thought there might be, de- you know, the, the whole ANC thing and what was going on politically and rather. So there was a little bit of um, a, a weird atmosphere. But of course, it all it all went off well um, in, in terms of what the programs delivered. A couple of things at the NEC. But it just threw me into that whole world. And I've still got I've still got relationships with people. Now that I kind of made made them, we, we compare notes and go, did you get paid? No, I didn't get paid. Did you get paid? No. <laughs> you know anybody who got paid? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and why, so what was it and what is it about um, being able to, to do things like that? Because, of course, you could say that the the generation who's been born probably from, 2005 onwards if not a little mm-hmm. bit earlier have don't know any of this don't know that that heritage around how christianity how evangelically a lot of people were about their faith how as you were saying how they were radical or wanted to be radical and wanted to really adhere to the core principles of the faith of our yeah faith. i think we i think we were riding a wave out of the jesus movement a little yeah. bit so Arthur Blessit, if you remember Arthur Blessit, the guy used to walk around with this massive cross, um, street preaching from America. There was a little bit of that. There was a lot of bands coming over from the States from a place called Calvary Chapel in California that was a world powerhouse of music. Um, there was a musical called Lonesome Stone that happened at the old rep uh, in, in Birmingham. So the, the, there was quite a lot going on. And there was a whole kind of coffee bar scene where events were put on and a lot of that is a lot of that just I think went through its era and 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 faded out but I I, I do think a lot of the music began to become 
quite middle of the road as well after that. Um, yeah, and therefore didn't barriers. really, exactly, and I suppose didn't challenge. And so when, you know, you're still got your ear to, your, to the ground-ish, you know, what would you say about the music scene now? And I know it's really tricky because for many people, they're like, the world stopped in 2000, you know, March 2020, um, yeah, that's true. It's, you know, it's, I mean, so it's like, been it's been it's been Thursday evening for about six months now, yeah, as far exactly. as I can remember. <laughs> Is it Friday again? <laughs> what happened to that week then? Yeah, exactly. And so, in light of what you're currently doing, which I want to come up to now, so yeah. um, tell us a little bit about Nine Beats and 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 then what you may sense you're hearing when it comes to the current music scene the current christian music scene across all genres really how do you feel about it yeah yeah i mean while my while my sensible career kept going and i, I ended up leading a, a christian housing association it's based in hansworth called a dullum dullum homes oh, yes. um, okay. yeah i was i was chief exec there many years ago and i'd worked my way up in different positions working with offenders substance misuse mental health Domestic violence, HIV. In the early days, we were one of the first Christian organisations to get involved, and I still do consultancy. So I've done some work with mine, the mental health setup. I've done some work with other. So I'm that's I still do a lot of that. And executive. Yeah, yeah, no, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, there was a normal. No, that's side. right. Yeah, there was <laughs> there a normal, was a normal side, side to you. you know, doing doing things where, where um, you can say the, the social action, practical, strategic play had to take place. Yeah, but then I, I came across some. Um, an organisation where they were called Scripture Gift Missions, so they're like 140-odd years old um, uh, scripture engagement. Um, And they, I know their creative director, um, who actually had had led a project between the Bible Society and the Vogue magazine around the prodigal. Incredible, you know, that they very visually, Steve Bassett, great visual creative person who really has a sense of, the splash points between culture and faith and belief and all that kind of stuff. And I had a phone call from him when I see him and his chief exec and said, look, we've got this project called Nine Beats. Well, what's Nine Beats? And he went, well, it's a project inspired by the Beatitudes. And we reckon there are nine of them. You know, most people say there's eight Beatitudes, but the final bit as you come out is kind of often talked about as the ninth beat. And they said, we see it as a mixture of music, art and spiritual formation but we want it to be accessible to people who don't have a church background. We don't want to write songs which are Christian music about the Beatitudes. We want to write about how you are in the world because of the Beatitudes. And there was something called the Beatitudes Society in the States that used to put money into people and organisations who saw their ministry through the lens of one of the Beatitudes. So somebody was working with over-incarceration of African-American males in the prison system somebody else is working with undocumented migrants on on the southern borders somebody else is working but they all saw it through the beatitudes and then we just drew together this amazing range of poets and artists and musicians and troubadours and troublemakers and thought leaders and theologians and uh, and we've got some local folk in there that you and i know like tony bean of 5am produced the album um, Martin Trotman has a track on it and is often our MD when we go touring. Um, from 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 East Africa, we had we had a guy called Ambassador, who was a children's ambassador for the UN, but um, doing his East African sound. Um, we had somebody in Denmark, 
Um, we got a whole load in the states, wow. you know, ac- across the across the kind of the, the piste from the Yoda of the project, Caleb Quay, who used to be Elton John's guitarist. Um, God, it's a really eclectic mix of people. My yeah, gosh, so you've got all, yeah, yeah. All their cultural experiences and personal life. Yeah, and they bring this thing in, and yeah. one of them said, it, "It's like Blue Note. It's like what lies between the chords. Where, where's the rub?" Do you remember T Bone Burnett once said, "Once you once you have the light, you can either sing about the light, or you can sing about things that you see because of the light." Mm. And I think that's what it is. That, that's what he said. You know, there's there's the and and I think it's just people rubbing together on this incredible twenty three track double EP, which has then become a touring thing. Uh, we launched at Greenbelt a few years ago, but it, it really does kind of go. What is not Beatitudes is another set of beliefs, but what does it mean to live like a peacemaker? What does it mean to mm. look at the world like um, you know? What does blessed of the poor actually mean? In, in reality, what does that actually what does that actually look like? What's the blessed of the merciful, the peacemakers, the meek? Who cares about the meek anymore? Well, what's what's that? There's anything countercultural? It's the meek, you know. It, it's the influencers. It's the this. It's no, what does that actually look like? It's the closest Jesus had to a manifesto, um, and so this this organic group of people swirls around this kind of project, uh, and for me, it brought together. Bit loving being involved supporting artists and musicians, the whole thrust of spiritual formation, which again is something we've lost in in in, in the church. It's all kind of quick seven steps to this and five steps to that and pray your way to that. Yes. It's not hard work of discipleship, which many other generations have found. And I don't mean hard work as in dry and boring and absent of God and blah, blah. But that's why people can have all the right beliefs and behave in all the wrong ways and don't think there's any, you know, there's any, any, any contradiction with it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what program I was watching a couple of weeks ago and it had a picture from the States and it was in a church and the leaders and everyone were there and it said, Jesus saves. And all around them standing on the stage were the Ku Klux Klan. How can you put those two things together and not think there's a contradiction because you split off your mental beliefs from actually what that means yes, and yeah. looks like. There you go. That's what it, so this project is just, it's just brought. So nine beats collective, uh, they did an album called Nine Beats to the Bar. Um, we're looking at how we can continue that tour it more extensively, get some support in. And we've got a musical we've been talking about. Um, we uh, we went to New York to see this guy. Funny enough, because he's passed away recently, was the guy who signed Meatloaf. Um, uh, an, an older guy now, established manager in the States, various accolades in the Billboard Music Magazine, all this thing. New York Jewish guy. So you can imagine what you got. And he said, boys, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you, boys. This project's amazing. I've never heard anything like this. And he was going on for about half an hour. Stephen, I kind of went and went, we're all being prophesied over by a secular New York Jew. Oh, my gosh. So you've got gigs, though, coming up soon, haven't you, Rob? Well, finally, as people are coming out of lockdown, we've got one in the, on the 20th. At, in Malvern at St Peter's Arts Church, which is in Cowley Bank. Um, uh, St Peter's Arts Church is one of the Anglican churches out there, a lovely little performance space. Uh, we've got one of the Nine Beats contributors over from the States, Eric Wilson, 
award-winning playwright, brother-in-law to Cedric the Entertainer, and he's going to be doing some spoken word. Oh, I like the way you just casually said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you see, he wouldn't, so I've got a big enough. All right, yeah, it's true. They're all too humble, but I don't... Oh. <laughs> um, and then we will be landing in Birmingham at some point um, and advertising that around, around the place. But you know what it's like, Nick. People are just beginning to test coming out and doing things and planning stuff yeah and planning and and you know and in faith planning stuff as well especially from a yes. christian faith standpoint well rob fascinating the times again as it always does go so quick but just a joy to hear a little bit of your journey and, and your frame of working and, and what you're currently doing there with nine beats and to end our time together i ask all my guests to give me a track whether it be a past or present gospel track that they like and why they've chosen it. So what is the track that you've chosen and why? So it's Andre Crouch, Soon and Very Soon, but it's not because of the reasons we often think. That's often a track that's like, you know, the end of time, the coming of the Lord, the rapture, the redemption, the final you know, end of da-da-da-da-da. But for me, it's, it's, it's Psalm 27. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, soon and very soon. You can see that psalm in exile kind of going soon lord how long Mm. soon not necessarily for the end but i am certain or i believe i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living soon and very soon oh brilliant rob taylor thank you very much for being my guest on this week's tree thank you
Crouch classic soon and very soon. The choice of my guest this week when it comes to uh, the record, or not so much the record, the the um, choice of the day for him, for Rob Taylor. <laughs> oh, great to get to hear some of this again. So yes, Affinity Extra, B Extra, Nikki Tapper here with you with my show Tapper's Tree. We'll continue the music, the vibes that we're getting here on the show. And um, if, I, if you haven't done it already, you need to make sure you're just linked into Affinity's playlist that they have on one of the platforms, Spotify. Um, but also just because it gives you an opportunity to kind of catch up on some of the artists that you've got here. And so this is from Bridge Music, Reggie Darty and Becca Foltz. Um, Meditation is the heart of the album. This is Pour It, but the remix of it. Loving this one, I'm telling you. Lord, we're ready for revival. Open my ears, Lord, speak to me. Pour it up, pour it up. Look, I'm on it, pour it up. Look, I'm on it, pour it up. Pour it up. Look, I'm on it, pour it up. Pour it up, pour it up. Look, I'm on it, pour it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. We receive your
your spirit and love. All we need is a touch. All we need is a flood. Lost in the world, but your blood save me. Lord, let your rain fall and fill us up until we can't take no more. Pour until our cup runs over. We're waiting on the flood like Noah. Let your rain come through. Revival gonna be bigger than the O2. Doesn't really matter what I'm going through. I know that you'll send another breakthrough. Glory to G.O.D. because he saved me. And I'm a shine bright because he made me. So take away your pain and shame and pour your brain. Just come and Darcy, Becky Folks on the remix version of it from the album Meditation of the Heart, originally from Canada or Ottawa in Canada. And as I talk about Canada, let's have the artist that I had as my uh, guest on last week's show. Uh, just a joy to get to speak to Londa Lama and therefore I had to rinse through and listen again to her album and I come across this one. Oh, back in the day. Taking Maxwell's Ascension, Don't Ever Wonder. This is her version.
2001. Love letters. Don't ever wonder. Oh, and that brings us nicely to the end of another tapestry for another week here on Affinity Extra. Really pray that you enjoy the show. Don't forget to keep yourself locked to Affinity Extra because, of course, there you can find out about all the other shows, all the other bits and pieces that are going on. You really would be silly to miss out. And if you want to support, why don't you even check out being a Patreon? So for this week, have yourself a great week. Let's continue to be there for each other, uplift each other and encourage each other to stand on the word, no matter how difficult it may be. Let's go out with this. Eudina J and Tanique, unapologetic from her album, When You Go, You Go. Take care, everybody. Have yourself a blessed week and keep on praying. You can't stop me now Even if you try, you can't slow me down Know what I stand for and I hold my ground I'm in it to kill it, I'm not playing around They said they're trying to keep up with me I say it's not about me, but the Christ in me I'm just embracing the woman I've been called to be I'm out here just trying to build a legacy Man in my own, chasing my dreams Spending time on my word, and time on my knees I'm here to win souls and not people please All about being me, no apologies You see the brand, it's unapologetic See how I stand, I'm unapologetic Make no excuses, no compromise The passion is evident when you look into my eyes You see what unapologetic We're on a mission and we're out here Get it. You can't stop us, we never give up And anywhere we're there, we come to disrupt I said we're unapologetic Do what it takes and we don't sweat it We just build a ting and empire We set the vibe and we bring the fire Whoa, new ting, new year Everybody wanna be like gal this year Build up the ting like empire, yeah Cause we got the blood like vampire, yeah Whoa, she ain't stepping on my toes Kingdom sisters make everybody know Turn up the place, make the anointing flow Cause we set the vibe, be shining that glow So angelic, they can't match it All they wanna be is ratchet It's all a front, you're too plastic Hard when you're not, that's drastic. From the ends, my persona transformed but kept the aroma. Bad John for Christ, we stay sober. Don't fit the scene, we're too kosher. You see, we're unapologetic. We're on a mission and we're out here to get it. You can't stop us, we never give up. And anywhere we dare, we come to disrupt. I said, we're unapologetic. Do what it takes and we don't sweat it. We just build a ting at Empire. We set the vibe and we bring the fire. We just step on our vibes in ting. We move together like tribes and ting. You see, we're kingdom sisters unite and ting. We put thoughts to paper transcribing ting. We make sure that everybody. Knows we're all about that rhythm and flow. No bad energy that's got to go. Did you hear what I said? Or do you need a reload? Everything I do, yo, I come correct. Every opportunity I get, I reflect. Every day I put God first, and every day He loves me even at my worst. I got moves to make, and I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes rules I break. Free spirited, can't be boxed, and that's the flex. On my head high with no regrets expressed. You see, we're unapologetic. We're on a mission, and we're out here to get it. You can't stop us, we never give up. And anywhere we dare, we come to disrupt. I said, we're unapologetic. Do what it takes, and we don't sweat it. We just build a ting at Empire We set the vibe and we bring the fire You see we're unapologetic We're on a mission and we're out here to get it You can't stop us, we never give up And anywhere we dare, we come to disrupt I said we're unapologetic Do what it takes and we don't sweat it We just build a ting at Empire We set the vibe and we bring the fire